Please be advised, the Kind of Movie Critics podcast may contain spoilers. This includes most of the movies you're going to want to see. This shit also contains profanity, so there's that. Enjoy. Hey, hey, this is Corey. It's Martin the Mailman. And I'm Young Leezy. And we are the Kind of Movie Critics. Hi, guys. How are y'all? Wondering where the hell Treasy is. <laughs> I know, right? Wondering where the hell... Treasy is. And... Treasy's a busy, busy man. But we was like, I, 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 earlier I was like, yo, like, has anybody talked to Treasy? I was, I was low key worried. I was high key worried about him because I was like, where is he? Yeah, um, but I called him on the phone, and I think he was so offended that I called him that he like texted me back. <laughs> he knew. It's in this day and age, a phone call means it's real. Like it's like, whoa, whoa, a person actually wants to talk to me. So really just wanted to know if he was coming. That's it. Because <laughs> he fine. normally sets this up. But like I got to be tech support today, so it's all good. Miss no. you, Treasy. I hope yeah. you're okay. I know you're probably not listening to this shit. No. But if you are all. not at all. So Treasy's uh, pulling a Jesse. You, oh, yeah. <laughs> you talk before we can introduce you. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so Treasy pulled a Jesse, which means we won't hear from Treasy for another two years. So, but in the meantime, we felt it was appropriate to, you know, if we're not going to have Treasy, we might as well bring back another legend. And that legend is Mr. Jay Torres. What's up? What's up? Yeah. Welcome, for those of welcome y'all. Back. Welcome back to your own podcast. Um, <laughs> for those of y'all who, who who maybe started listening to us like later, we've been doing this since 2017. Jesse is one of the original hosts of the show, even before me. <laughs> so um, we're glad to have him back. Jesse doesn't get any older. I'm looking at you, and you still look like that. Like, how old are you when I met you? Like 19? Like, <laughs> yeah, damn. you are grown, grown now. We won't say how old you are because that means I'm old. <laughs> I got I got a couple white hairs now. No. I don't see it. You ain't got a wrinkle nowhere. <laughs> Teach me just your wait. ways. Just wait. Just wait. They're on their way. So don't. Uh, Corey, we're, got... we're, we're black. <laughs> I mean, the, only, the thing I'm jealous about is Jesse has the hairline of a five-year-old. And I just, <laughs> I, what, what I wouldn't do for that, uh, you know, I don't care what color the hair is. I, uh, man, you can measure that with a protractor, man. So, <laughs> so. well. Welcome back, Jesse. We what it, no, tell us where you've been, though. Yeah, what have yeah. you been doing? Dude, I've been soul searching, yo. Oh. Yeah, yo, just trying to get back to, you know, my purpose and stuff, you know? Been spending a lot of time writing, studying history, studying just story structure itself, doing a lot of reading, um, which I didn't do throughout most of my life, but now I'm actually getting into reading more, so, yeah. I love that for you. You have to be my narrow date again if I ever go back to the narrow. Oh yeah. <laughs> You're my favorite narrow date. You went to see Clue with me because nobody else cared. So oh, yeah. you have a Shoot. special place in my heart. Shoot, I was a live crowd, man. I didn't know people love Clue like that. We had to sit in the damn balcony. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, I'm glad to hear. You you have a huge smile. So whatever you're doing, maybe I need to do it. Maybe I need to leave and come back <laughs> three years <laughs> later. <laughs> I'm always smiling. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm, I'm since you writing and doing all those things, I'm gonna sell my daughter to you as a production assistant because she's all she's like likes to edit and stuff. So like, oh wow, I remember when we did the music video with her in it, man. That was that her first like starring role in something. That was her first crack at acting. Oh, that's one of my favorite things to show people because do y'all do y'all remember? Well, you were there. You were both of y'all were there, right, Martin and Corey? 
I don't the, think I was there. I've done, no. I've done so many music videos. That was a Dane <laughs> Jordan video. Family Man is still on YouTube, and yeah. the the fun part about that, I know Beans worked on it, but the fun part about that was like Mariah I'm was off. playing Zeus's daughter, and she refused to call him daddy. Like she, <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> your acting career is not getting off to a good start <laughs> and i was like mariah when you're acting you have to you have to like follow direction and so like he was doing a scene where he was dropping her off at school and she was supposed to say bye daddy and she just kept going bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> i remember doing the long shot with her where we had to go over the couch oh yeah where y'all had that like what do you call I mean, that the gimbal had on. the gimbal yeah yeah had to do a handoff shot that, that came out pretty good yeah, we sat there forever. I, I always I showed that to my boyfriend not too long ago. I was like, I'm literally in this room. You just can't see me. I'm off to the side. But yeah. Anyway, what's been what, what, what we're here to talk about what we've been watching. It's the Q episode, if you didn't already see the title. Um <laughs> so yeah, guys. I don't we normally do like a round table, but I mean we don't gotta be all formal today. So who wants to go first? I think Jesse should go for us. Just, you know, it's been, the people have been waiting. All right, man. Well, I think we got to start it off right. And we got to talk about the bear. I'm here for it. Because, I because I actually, like, Corey, when I saw your message in the, uh, in the chat and you were talking about, like, it's the best show you've seen in a while. I was like, okay, let me try it out. I think, like, the first couple minutes of the first episode, I was hooked. Like, I feel like as far as the way the show was kind of set up, like, that first episode does a really good job establishing, like, the characters and the story like right off the bat and just like the energy of that show like it kind of made me feel like i was watching like hell's kitchen or something like just that intensity man i loved it so you, you you started watching season one when season two was out yeah oh okay so you binged the whole the whole thing yeah binged oh, wow. the hell out of it and oh, i wow. hadn't gotten my binge on in a while so oh, wow. yeah thank you for that it's it, funny because i feel guilty for binging the bear Cause mm-hmm. I, I definitely watched it when it came out. Like I was, I was up on it, but sometimes you don't appreciate like the epi- the singular episodes when you're watching like three at a time, four at a time. Like I really like um the episode with the dude from Odd Future where he's in like uh Copenhagen or like Amsterdam or something in season two. But I didn't spend enough time on it because I had watched like three episodes after that. But The Bear is definitely a show I think that for me would probably work better as like a week to week thing. Um, because I mean, they are but, like little short films in a sense yeah because they i mean they released it week to week right no i think they released everything at once really because i um i know the I, first season was released like that interesting because i i binged each season individually so like i ended up ha- i was just kind of late to the party but the uh yeah it's just it's a it's a really 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 good show and i I mean, at first, after season one, I was like, oh, this is kind of slept on. It's not getting the praise that it deserves. But then uh, season two, I think they're really they're really hitting it home. So I think uh, my love of the show is just that I think that kind of honesty. And I think they tap into, I think, what makes good filmmaking, you know, just having that kind of more realistic depiction of what people are and how complicated people are and the kind of focus on the growth and the thing, you know, just that kind of imperfectness that actually that's hard to capture on film, but is a, a very much a part of everyday life. So I, I really enjoy that. And then, you know, going into like the Taylor Sheridan style and the, um, 
what's that HBO show with with the the young girl, the high school show where they they euphoria, euphoria. yeah, they they tap into that like that style where you show different perspectives and. You know, it, I think that's really, really smart to kind of show the different angles of all the characters, even some of the ones that are, you know, kind of small in the grand scheme, you know, but don't make it the don't make it all about Jeremy, you know? Yeah, yeah. you feel so. like every character has like a decent weight to them, like they yeah. feel well-rounded. Yeah. And then I, I love how like, like this shows like I, I heard that um, they shot most of it like on a 70 millimeter. So they're like real up close in everyone's face and stuff like that. And I feel like as much as I've always liked, you know, the traditional wide shots and stuff like that, like just being up close, I feel like it takes a lot for like the actors and stuff to really be able to emote like the nuance in their performances is like, I think it's masterful the way they kind of kind of do that, man. No, I, I mean, I don't know if I'm the only one here who's ever worked in a restaurant. Like, has mm-hmm. other you people? probably are because yeah. your girl don't got the patience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's very, yeah, it's very accurate to like the pressure cooker like situation where everybody is kind of like at each other's throats and there's a lot of anxiety and you get hurt like i got burned a bunch of time well not like like slight burns really okay just stuff like pouring hot water on yourself or like grease and stuff like that but but that that is like super accurate to like the restaurant experience and how thankless of a job it is as well so i mean i definitely appreciate it how they portrayed it you know hulu kept trying to get me to watch the bear because you know how to be like for you you'll like this and i read the premise and was like no i won't i wasn't interested at all and um shout out to you Corey, because indirectly you're the reason that i watched it too because i was at your birthday party and um shod our homeboy friend of the show and treasy were just like talking about how much they loved it and Treasy was like, I really think you would connect to it. And I was like, I don't have nothing else to watch. So I binged it after season two ended. And I really did enjoy it. For me, it's the characters. They all feel like real people and people I've met before. Uh, maybe not my friends, but people I've met before and that I'm interested in knowing more about. So I'm showing up to see like how they're feeling and what they're doing and just kind of rooting for them to win. Also, like you give me Olivia Coleman in the show and I'm like, Hello. <laughs> I was so happy to see her. It was like my auntie showed up that I missed. <laughs> I was really excited about that. I, I, I agree with you too. Like, I think that the show does a really great job from, from acting, camera work, and writing that I cared about these people. Like, I, you know, and then they're, they're not real. And, but at the same time, like, you know, kind of go, you kind of feel like you go through the emotions with them to some degree. Right. And, I think that's that a lot of shows really don't do that at all. Like, you know, you, you watch it, you 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 have a feeling. But like, you know, I think after the big the big uh, family episode, like fishes. Yeah. Like you almost kind of like I have to remind myself, like these are not real people, you know, like these are this is you feel like maybe you just watch uh, like a documentary almost, you know, and the style of the filmmaking is kind of documentary style, but there's a lot that isn't. So like it, it's just an interesting show in that regard. Like you really feel like you're kind of there with them, and you and, and I love shows that do that. The few that are able, you know, to make you feel a certain way, but then you have to remember they're actors. They're they're not real people. Um, they're just very very good at what they do. So. Um, I mean, Forks was my favorite episode because I feel like it's almost like a, a metaphor for the audience. 
like the uh-huh. audience watching the bear is like what's this this shit ain't really that good as people say it is because it got like huge like critical acclaim and the Which way the character uh forks oh, yeah it's like right after uh, the fishes so the one where um, richie is like uh richie's he, the he's, he's dodges at okay. uh, like a yeah like a michelin star restaurant or whatever he, go, he goes and visits my favorite godmother olivia Coleman. oh uh, yeah <laughs> yeah but like the i like i didn't understand it as well because i've never been to a michelin star i don't know if anybody else has in in this chat or whatever but i'm poor i didn't i didn't understand like how much they put into it like not just like creating the food making it delicious like the ingredients like just the the, the hospitality artistry. of it the artistry the design is like really like it is worth what they what they're asking you to pay for what they're making you wait for or how exclusive it is like it really is an experience you can't get anywhere else and that's what it really made me uh learn about that industry Mm-hmm. I also love all the guest stars they have on this show. Like every time somebody oh, yeah. shows up, I'm like, yes. Like, oh my God, that Christmas episode, man. Like uh Jamie Lee Curtis, uh John Shane from Walking Dead. <laughs> I mean, John Mulaney was my like below <laughs> Olivia Coleman. Like that was my second favorite guest star. Um, did it did anyone else have a favorite? I mean, he's always appreciated. I'm rooting for him. I, I, I love John Mulaney. That was yeah, dope. yeah they, he actually like looked halfway attractive when he was on this show because I have famously said several times on this podcast that like Will Poulter has a hard faith, but that was the first time I looked at him and did not think that he was funny looking as hell. So I have like three female friends that have been telling me that like he's a under undersold beautiful man, and I'm always like, why? First off, why are you talking to me about it? But uh, <laughs> like, but like. Uh, you know, and then they would all like one girl. She had a the screenshot of him. I guess he's in a Marvel movie recently. Yeah, oh, Guardians. Yeah. yeah, and then he was in um the the opioid TV show and oh, Painkiller. No, the one that's just like Painkillers that came out probably like a year prior. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's, it's, I definitely it's thought you were talking about Painkiller. <laughs> no, it's it's the one with Michael Keaton. The, yeah. Oh, I know what you're oh, talking oh. About, but yeah. That, Is it called Spotlight? No, I'm not. I forgot the name of it. I don't know what you're talking about. It was cool. It was cool. Michael Keaton. You know, it was cool. But yeah, I mean, I, so I have this weird set of like two or two female friends that like love Will Poulter and I never got it. So now that I'm hearing you say it, you know, that's just kind of interesting. I guess. No, different. I didn't. No, 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 no. I didn't say he was fine. I didn't say like I would make out with Will Poulter. I said that was the first time I looked at him and I did not think he was oh, no, funny looking. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to contact him. You're an honorary member now. <laughs> no, I just kind of looked at him and was like, okay, I see why someone would shag him. But like before that, I was like, he looks like a 12-year-old scrawny weird thing. He's not a beautiful man to me. But if you're just in the eye of the beholder, I'm going to let your girls be great. There's somebody for everybody, right? Yeah. Any other favorite guest appearances? Oh. Molly Ringwald, even though it was like really s- short, like I was like looking at her, I was like, "Who is that?" She when did Molly? Really... I didn't even. When did she show up? Uh, it's like one episode where he he goes to like Alcohol Anonymous and he's just talking. Oh, I don't think I noticed her. Yeah, I didn't yeah. notice her either. But I'm like, I know her. And then like when it clicked, I was like, "Wow." I like that. I like that she's getting to work. Uh-huh. I'm gonna tell you that um, the fishes Christmas episode or whatever. Man, when um John Barenthal, when he got the picture and Jeremy walked away and you and he starts crying and 
I, 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 I had to pause it because I was like, this is, um, this is absolutely amazing television. Um, because you know how it ends, you know, like there's knowing that that is going to end terribly is such an interest. I, I, I'm very curious of how much are they, are they going to keep tapping into that? Because I remember seeing John Barenthal in the first season going like, oh shit, you know, it's, it's John Barenthal, you know, and, and he's dope. And so I'm, I'm going to be curious of how they, how they play this. I'm going to be really curious. Yeah, I really do hope they bring him back next season. Because, yeah. like, mm-hmm. I mean, he only shows up usually, like, what, one episode a season? Yeah, pretty one, much. Two episodes. But, I mean, yeah, yeah, just the weight of his performance, I mean, it really it really carries in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to say, side note, Ayo Adebari is having, like, a crazy year right now. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. she did The Bear, obviously, but uh, she was on um, Bottoms, and Bottoms is, like, hilarious. Like, that's a really nice. funny movie. I'm glad they gave I felt like they gave her a lot more shine this season. Um so at my, at my birthday party as as um what's my call it mentioned uh, I have another friend who kind of didn't you know she she was being nice but she didn't she was like eh, the bear you know a white boy you know ha, you know struggling to make it whatever and I was like no like there's a there is a very big focus I think on diversity and um, I I pushed that and like how much shine that she got for the second season, and I think they did, I think they did a great job of her. Yeah, she's in uh, Ninja Turtles too, which was mm-hmm. a really good movie as well. But next, uh, want to move on to what you guys think of the newest Star Wars show? I mean, I know these uh Disney Plus shows have been kind of shaky last few ones, but uh, Ahsoka. I definitely want to hear what you guys think because I don't think anybody else has seen like Rebels or Clone Wars besides me. I think that Ahsoka made me irritated because I did not watch the animated series. And that's the first time that a Disney Plus series that was like introducing characters from the animated series irritated me that much. Um, I I know that like people that y'all have seen animated before um pop up in these shows and have made it to live action um i think like saw guerrero and rogue one was like one of the first times yeah but like watching rogue one i did not need to know who saw guerrero was to understand his importance to that particular story arc and um watching cad bane and um and the Mandalorian, or was that Boba Fett? I don't remember which one it was. But watching that, Boba <laughs> Fett, yeah, it's all the watching, same. <laughs> it's all the Mandalorian because yeah, yeah. we. I hope Boba Fett can just stay gone. Um, I'm still gonna watch it if it comes back. But the Bane and and Boba Fett, I was just like, okay, like it didn't take away from me understanding what was happening. Even seeing the Purgle Whale and um and the Mandalorian, people were like, oh, that's a really cool thing. But like it didn't, it didn't get me excited, but I wasn't like mad that I didn't get the Easter egg. That kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Like, that's fine. Even like watching those, like me watching a little YouTube video to fill in blanks of what's happening. I'm okay with that. This show, I was like. This is irritating the shit out of me because I did not watch these animated series and these plot plot lines from the animated series are so far removed from space wizards and regular people that I already know in this universe 
that I'm just like, what? The what? The father, yeah. the brother, the sister, um, freaking owls that embody the sister and follow Ahsoka around, and then um, the purple whale showing back up is fine, but like I didn't get any exposition as much as I needed to understand. And then there's witches. It's just all kinds of stuff that was really complicated in the animated series mm-hmm. that I was just like. I don't think I could enjoy it as much as maybe you did, Martin, because I was just like having to do too much goddamn homework to understand what's going on. I guess. Oh, sorry, but uh, oh yeah, I um, I'm halfway through, and I I don't feel lost, and I didn't watch any of the cartoons like at all. Like I'm, I don't feel lost at all. I promise, it's not that I was lost watching it. Yeah, I just didn't care. Yeah. I didn't care about anybody because, like, all the emotional attachment that people have to these characters, I don't have it because I don't have the nostalgia for the yeah. cartoon. Like, you didn't know who Ezra was, right? So I had heard of Ezra because yeah. me and my daughter played. Um, what was the Disney game where you could change the characters or whatever? What, Kingdom we... Hearts or something? No, the one where you bought the figurines. Disney. I don't remember what it was called, but it was the Disney game where it was like you it had little play packs. And so I played we played the Star Wars play packs and I bought all of the Star Wars characters because my child watched the animated series. So I know who Ezra is and I had seen Sabine before and I had, you know, like obviously I know who Bo Katan is and I knew who Bo Katan was without like having to watch all that shit. But um nah, I, I didn't I didn't care about them. I didn't understand their relationships. I had seen Hera before because obviously like I can't escape the animated series. Like I had seen these characters before. I just didn't care about them. And there's so much like that I had to find out from doing research to like really, really understand what was going on. I just kind of got exhausted. So, so it's not that like, I don't want to say you're lost in the story. Candy without Candy Corey without (laughs) watching um, the animated series. You're not lost in the story. It's just, there's so much more that you don't know that has happened to set you up for the story. Well, I will say the one thing that is kind of irritating to me is like these TV shows are jumping around in terms of the, 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 the big, the big timeline, the and continuity like, of the story. Yeah. And like, I admit I'm getting kind of lost in like, where are we? You know what I mean? Like now, obviously when a certain bad guy shows up, I'm like, okay, cool. But I mean, I, it's almost like every every show I have to kind of recalibrate and go like, where are we? Are we before Rogue One? Are we after Rogue One? Are we before six, after seven? You know what I mean? Like I have a hard time wondering kind of where we are, but for the most part, I've been I've been okay with it. I think this show takes place between six and seven, like after the events yeah, of yeah. season two of The Mandalorian, or if not after, at the same season three of The Mandalorian. If not after, but at the same time. Yeah, it's it's after six, before seven. Right. But I don't know where it falls with the rest of it. But... Well, I'm, I'm telling you. Oh, <laughs> it's at know. the same time as The Mandalorian. Oh, whatever. <laughs> you don't remember she captured Morgan on her episode of The Mandalorian in season two? She captured Morgan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The witch Ahsoka. lady. Yeah. You don't even yeah, remember her name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just watching. I'm just watching. It's just entertainment at this point. It's just something to watch. Yeah. I mean, it's funny to me because I'm kind of irritated with the show for like the opposite reason of you, Lizzie. It's because okay. I know the characters. So when I see what they do with them, I'm kind of disappointed by it. 
like I, you probably wouldn't know that like Sabine in the show is like a tech genius. Like she doesn't do any Jedi stuff like whatsoever. And they kind of like cut all that out of her character and kind of just made her into another Jedi because they needed one, which I didn't feel like made sense at all. I feel like they kind of sidelined Hera a lot. Yeah, and Ahsoka, did. her personality on the show was like way different than I don't I don't like I don't like. So now that I do know, I've seen enough of yeah. that character to know that like Rosario Dawson plays her as like very flat and one dimensional and like yeah. she is deadpan emotionless. And that has to be a directing choice because it's not like Rosario Dawson doesn't have range. So I think she looks great as Ahsoka, but her performance is kind of, yeah, it's it's not good to me. She's like an old wise one. I guess maybe like, is that supposed to show like the evolution of her? Because she was a little kid when we first started seeing her to like. I mean, but like Yoda is still like funny when he's an old, old, whatever he is. (laughs) I don't know what he is, but uh, like. He doesn't doesn't have a name. Yeah. Harrison (laughs) Ford is still like grumpy, but funny and still has personality. Mm -hmm. Ahsoka really doesn't have that. She's Mm kind of just like a, I mean, the whole the whole point of Ahsoka is that she like leaves a Jedi order and is like, I'm going to do my own thing. But in this show, she's like pretty much like a hundred percent pure Jedi. She's so. a, yeah, she's a Jedi master in this show and she's not a Jedi. I thought, I thought, um, no, I thought she was on the run because after order, well, I, I thought after, what was it? Order 66, they killed all the Jedi and yeah, I thought she, didn't she die? No, what? she left okay. before any of that. She, it's, oh, okay, yeah. it's super complicated. So, see, <laughs> <laughs> it's a couple TV shows. So basically, uh, she kind of escaped Order sixty six, and she was chilling. Right then, she meets up with uh, the Rebels crew, which is like Hera and Sabine and Ezra and Kanan and all of them. Yeah. Uh, and in season two of um, Rebels, she kind of hangs out with them the whole time. Then they fight Dark Vader, and she dies. But there's this really convoluted thing where uh, there's this thing called the world between, world between worlds. worlds. Yeah, yeah. Th- that and bullshit. So <laughs> at the end of season four of Rebels, Ezra goes into the world between worlds and goes back in time and saves Ahsoka from dying to Darth Vader. And then she pops out somewhere. And that's kind of it. Okay. And yeah, she's in the world between worlds when she fake dies in this show. Yeah, I kind of assume that. I, I assume that was like some sort of Jedi heaven or in between heaven or one of those but you things. didn't know what it was because you don't watch that goddamn cartoon <laughs> yeah, I, know. <laughs> I mean i had but seen I that arc before I, but, but I, I i got it you know it's like purgatory limbo mm, no it's not <laughs> okay it's a it's like it's like a it's like a collective wormhole between things that connects you to like different points in the universe is what it actually is see i listen to the youtube nerds so that you didn't have to. But I mean, I, you're not completely wrong, Corey, because in the show they kind of made it as a purgatory because yeah. Anakin is dead, so he wouldn't have been able to like bring her into the world between worlds. I feel like that's kind of like a a plot. Um and, plot and hole, yeah. shout shout outs to Hayden Christensen. I I've always felt like Hayden got a bad rep. I've always thought he was a decent actor, and you know, I, I'm glad to see Hayden doing something, getting employment. So <laughs> I mean, I agree. George Lucas just didn't. He, I mean, he made Natalie Portman look like she sucked. So that I mean, yeah. I went, I'm not gonna put that on Hayden. I feel like everybody else had a career to support that they were decent actors. Like obviously, Ewan McGregor and and Natalie Portman and nah, um, Natalie. That was like her first 
thing. I, no, it well, wasn't. she had she had the uh, she was the, in professional. the professional. Yeah, the professional. Yeah. yeah, I guess you're right. But yeah, you're right. Hayden was nobody. He was so, nobody, and yeah. so like, um, he didn't have any. I mean, you know, Samuel Jackson. Like, none of these people have to prove that like they're good actors, and like yeah. it's his like first real acting gig. So he just kind of got like. He got the, the shit yeah. into the stick. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I feel about Daisy Ridley because I feel like she hasn't really done anything since the uh, Star Wars sequels. Yeah, well, those movies suck. So <laughs> yeah. um, she doesn't suck in them, though. <laughs> so yeah. she's good, and like yeah. she's good. I think she's a good actress in, in them. Yeah. But like I those movies have such a bad taste in people's mouths that she hasn't really had a career outside of them. I but feel like, like Dave really Filoni's trying to yeah. fix it though. Yeah, they're trying to give her a movie, like another movie. As you know, I've come around on episodes one through three, and that's because of the crappiness of seven through nine. So, you know, if there's if if there's hope for Hayden, there's hope for Daisy. So, so yeah. I guess sure. I'll go. Yeah, you go. What what have you been watching? Y'all didn't tell me y'all was watching Foundation with me though. No, nobody told think, me that they I was watching I, Asimov I, with me. I think it was. I think it was just me. Okay. <laughs> well, you didn't tell me. me. I I honestly thought I was really alone in Foundation because it's not for everybody. Um, it's complicated. It gets it it gets a little weird. What's the but... basic premise of that show? I, it's I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> yeah, I was literally it's about to my fantasy. Yep, yeah, it is sci-fi fantasy. It's it's about a, a dynasty, an empire that's kind of you know like star wars is kind of oppressive and there's a group of rebels and they're trying to do something and and then they're trying to make like yeah. a history like an encyclopedia through this need of like psycho history there's like this famous mathematician that comes up with like what's called the prime radiant which is like a math he predicts algorithm. the downfall of the empire. Yeah, like a physical, physical math radiant that, like, physical, like you, it's tangible. Like the algorithm's tangible, like in a device, where it, but the device can freaking do anything. We don't really know. It's just like a, a thing that you can hold in your hand. But um, he like puts all these things in motion to like bring down the empire but like he predicts the downfall of the empire with this math and so they want to like kill him for it but then he starts a religion it's like very convoluted i watched the show because alfie enoch was on it and that's my little boo with his messed up hairline um (laughs) but (laughs) (laughs) i'm here for it It wrapped up so many things and i feel like season two was way better than season one it was they they I think they they listened to what people were saying and said like, "Yo, y'all gotta calm calm it down a little bit, and and maybe blow some things up, <laughs> and like provide some sci fi action." You know, I mean, first season has its share of action too, but you know, I I think they just had to tone it down a little bit and get become a little bit more quote unquote typical. Um, you know, the first season jumps across time, space, and characters and and then the other thing too jesse which you might like this the empire is ruled by three clones Mm -hmm. and so it's it's the same guy it's the same king basically i'm just going to use the word king it's the same king but at different stages of his life so what they do is they clone the same king and there's always a young a middle and an old version of him at the same time 
Yeah, dawn, day, and dusk. So, you know, when the middle one gets old, the younger one steps up kind of kind of deal. And um, the middle one is played by Lee Pace. And Lee Pace, he owns he owns the show and he owns the role. He does a really, really great job uh, for his segments. And I, th- his segments are one, are some of the, the best in the show, in my opinion. Um, I'm not a, the, some of the other stuff gets a little wonky, but if you're, if you're into sci-fi and, you know, maybe you're interested in something that's a little different than the kind of typical kind of stuff that's out there. Um, I think they do a really good job. I think they do a good job with it. So. Hmm. to add that to the queue. <laughs> it's on yeah. Apple TV. Do you have a favorite character on the show? Uh, I still think probably uh, Lee Pace. When, when when Lee Pace is playing the middle version of himself, you know, um, it's it's very. He just has a very interesting way of kind of handling handling things, and um, I like the way he acts. I like the way he. You know, it's it's very kind of an over the top character. Um. But they they managed to fit in kind of a storyline for his for his growth, you know, him questioning the system that he's in, but knowing the system is what gives him everything that he wants, you know. I mean, I'll say that I like Gail, and I am <clears throat> what's the what's the android's name? I can't think of her name. Oh, it's um oh um, Demerzel. Yeah, Demerzel. Who Gail and Demerzel are my favorite. I fe- yeah. I I left. I always am like suspicious of Demerzel and I left this season just feeling bad for her yeah. and wanting, I, but there are gaps that I need them to fill in about like the robot wars and all that good stuff. Yeah. And like, I want to know more about her story and what has happened to her over time. And then like, I just feel like Gail is just a really good person who just got thrown into the middle of a bunch of other people's bullshit. Yeah. And I wanted to see Gail be okay when I thought she wasn't going to be okay. Like I was sick. I was like, y'all better bring, cause it's a weekly premiere. It's appointment. Well, it's appointment streaming. Cause it's not really TV, but um, because of the weekly release, especially in the end, I was like, what the hell, what's going on with Gail? They, I mean, like the, the arc with all of the, um, I don't know what you call them, seers or whatever. Yeah. Um, with all of them in, on that planet, I just was like, yes. But then I was just like, no, what's going to happen? Just they killed people. And I was upset that those people were dead. But the basic, what's the difference of like determinism versus like, um, what's the, what's the opposite of determinism? <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that late, you're in late. control of your own destiny as opposed yeah. to destiny being predetermined is like the basis of the show. And people like fighting to prove which one is actually more correct. And yeah. This dude thought, like, you know, I know math, so I'm going to tell you, but he ends up being wrong. Basically. Yeah. S- someone who is not a nerd, who does not care about this, like, Corey, of all my friends that I thought that I could get to watch the show, you're the last person I would have. I don't know. You know, it's funny. I-, I watched the trailer one day and I was just like, oh, that-, that looks cool. <laughs> and I just I just kept watching. So yeah. well, you watched Raised by Wolves. So, I mean, Corey could watch like. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I, I type of stuff. Yeah, and and it's interesting because Raised by Wolves is not really for any, everybody either. And I got, I got through the first season, and then I got oh, to the man. first episode of the second season, and I second was like, season. "Fuck this shit o'clock." Second <laughs> second season is rough, and but I'll, I'll be honest, if in in from a tone and presentation perspective, if 
if you liked Raised by Wolves, you might like this too. You know, it's just, it's a little bit different than the kind of It's way more interesting. Yeah, it has a level of interest that goes beyond, you know, space and lasers and stuff like that, so. They keep pulling that Westworld shit though, because in the first, in the first season, like, you know, at certain points that you're jumping around in time because it tells you you're jumping around in time. And then you think some shit is happening concurrently and it's fucking not. Yeah. <laughs> and like the second and the second season is kind of similar you figure out that like they're not at the same point in time but it's a little bit more obvious yeah and they had to do what westworld had to do westworld had to tone that down too like you know i mean which ultimately westworld ended up dying a grisly death but you know so i mean it, uh, they just had to tone it down a little bit i think because they're, they're probably losing people but you know apple tv has its I've noticed Apple TV has its own brand when it comes to shows, and I I can't put into words what it is. It's production value and just casting. They put money into their shows, and uh, and you can tell. And I just put it all of them. They a lot of them are all they're they're based on a genre that we're all very familiar with. But it's you it's it it, they add this like Salt Bay amount of like originality that Mm -hmm. like, and I love that. Like you know even. uh, like I watched For All Mankind, and I really enjoyed that. I watched the uh, the little serial killer joint. Uh, I mean, it's just they. I think they do a really good job of taking something and just giving it a little bit extra that you haven't seen before. And um, but it's not for everybody. I get it. I'm looking forward to the series about Monarch from Godzilla. I'm like, when does that shit start? I'm watching yeah. Changeling also. Changeling's pissing me off. Mm-hmm. Only reason I'm still watching Changeling is like black that's the only reason i'm watching it oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> i love lakeith but like he is not enough to make me say this show is good i'm just like i'm watching y'all because y'all are negroes that is the only reason why um yeah. i i was into invasion and then i started season two and it's gotten kind of dumb so i'll finish it watching sucked. it I heard it, kind of it, it kind of does um i watched all of servant the m night show that was mm. good and then it fell apart in the end just like his movies do mm. um but yeah i'm I actually am watching Still Up also, which is like a British romantic comedy show. It's right up my freaking alley. Hijack was okay. I didn't watch Hijack. Hijack is like every other British show. It's a convoluted reason for everything going on. There's a million Mm. different characters, but I ended up being pissed off at it, but most people like it. So I tried to watch the British spy thriller. I forgot the name of it. Um... Uh, slow horses or whatever yeah I, I watched the first season and then i couldn't do the second season i was like i had to just i just got tired of it you know so apple got me to watch a cartoon strange planet was super duper cute um, but <laughs> i'm still not watching the, the clone wars or rebels and that freaking happening yeah. i it's just i don't know you know like apple I think it's worth the money, though. I think Apple's like the streaming service that if you're going to get one more, get that one. I feel like Apple's like, it's where you try things. You know, like I, I'm, I'm actually literally glancing uh, at the TV right now, like looking. And it's like everything feels like, you know, if it doesn't work anywhere else, it's like, ah, let's see if Apple will take it. You know, I mean, and you look back and um, which I their best show so far has been the. Uh, uh, what's the one where like you you disconnect at work? Oh, Severance. That's my shit. Severance, <laughs> um, I don't know if y'all watch Silo. Um, I love Silo, even though oh, it's predictable as hell. I had, <laughs> Except I hate common acting. I had um I had Silo on my list for recommendation to talk today, but 
I I didn't know. I didn't think anybody watched it. I like Silo. I thought Silo was pretty cool. So now that we know that um, you have Apple TV and I am borrowing it from someone, we can talk about more (laughs) Apple stuff. There you go. There you go. Yeah, common. Yeah. Uh, I started uh, One Piece. Um, It's the Netflix show. Uh, Mm -hmm. They. It's a um adaptation of a manga and slash anime from uh this guy named Oda. It's probably like the most uh popular manga or anime around. Um, and I actually liked it. I'd actually tried to watch it like over the years multiple times, and I hated it every time I watched it, like the anime. But watching <laughs> it in live action, like I I really understood uh that it's like kind of like wacky and goofy. But there's action and there's pirates and it gets like weirdly like adult and sentimental at times, which I really appreciate it. Do you so think I, just, I will like it? You you might like the you might like the um the live action. But no, I'm definitely gotta, not watching a, a manga. Like that's the funny that's the funny thing is I started watching the anime. I'm like 93 episodes in, so 93. Have, yeah, so I only have Damn. like 982 left. <laughs> so <far. laughs> oh my god. <laughs> It's like the longest one in anime of all time, basically. Um, and the manga is still, the manga is still going like literally right now. Like it's been going since 1997. So it, it, it's insane. Jesus. <laughs> but, but I, I do, I do understand why. Like it really is like in Japan, it's like Lord of the Rings, Star Wars. Like over there, it's like, it's literally like the biggest piece of content that they have. It's a huge it's super, IP. Yeah, it's, it's massive, basically. So. Um, I, I'm enjoying it uh, definitely both the anime and the live action um, so did um, did the group watch uh, creator anybody Any I wanted to okay okay yeah so uh, how many times did John Washington get blown up in that movie <laughs> <laughs> and survive <laughs> yeah yeah the, there's I'm gonna tell you this I, I liked creator and I liked it for reasons that aren't necessarily the film like i i'm glad to see a movie made at that price point and actually you know have some you know not be 200 million dollars and look like a 50 million dollar film you know this is an 80 million dollar movie that looks like a 200 million dollar movie um you know the getting back to story and getting back to you know the cinematic kind of experience over you know Kind of spend just throwing gobs of money, you know these, you know four hundred dollar movies that rhyme with Avatar that do not that, <laughs> that do that do nothing for me when you know this movie arguably has has some some merit to it, and then also I, I like Gareth. Um, I don't I don't know what happened to Gareth on Rogue One. That story changes every week. It seems like, but I really liked him in Godzilla. I really loved Rogue One. And I, I really, I think he does that ground level World War Two, like gritty trench warfare kind of thing. Yeah, I think he does it really well, and I'd love to see him do that to more genres. Just hopefully not another World War Two movie, but like I, I like when he takes that and applies it to things, you know. And and uh, you know, he did it in, he's done it in all the movies that he's done. So. I don't know. I just I it's one of those movies that I didn't think it was the best I've ever seen because there's there's some things about it that felt really rushed and there were some things about it that weren't developed. They were developed really really fast. But I'm I'm just glad I live in a world where maybe this movie got to be made. 
So he reminds me of Bloom Camp a lot. Uh, yeah, I was I was gonna I was trying. Gareth to... Edwards does. Yeah, yeah. because it's like if he has a great script, I think he would be like a top tier director, like on the level of like Nolan, because just visually, I think he's really dope. But like, yeah. or or closer to like Ridley Scott, because if Ridley Scott has a great script, he he make a banger. But like, if he has a terrible script, he'll make like I forgot what was that one movie that was Prometheus. Like... <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Damn, I don't know. I mean. I think Gareth is interesting. I mean, we just, I, I don't, I don't know the guy personally, but you know, I, I rogue one might've been his ticket out of here. Why do you say that? Because, you know, that's typically the arc when you, when you, you know, when you start out kind of indie and then you get that big property and after you get that yeah. big property and they see what you can do with it, then the doors start to open. So you're saying he should have had a, he should have had a bigger, yeah, but career Rogue after one, that. But Rogue Godzilla, One came though. with, yeah. well, got, Rogue One came with a bunch of nonsense, and yeah. and we don't know. Uh, that could have been, you know, him. That could have been uh, Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, I don't know because you know Martin mentioned like st- you know Kathleen Kennedy's fired like seven directors, so I don't I don't know. Who's she don't that. have a problem firing directors. Did she? Fi- she didn't fire him though. I'm seeing that he has the credit for it still. I know, but but I know that they did a whole bunch of reshoots yeah. and stuff. But the movie actually like in my opinion of the newer Star Wars properties like full length features like that's the best one. I know, but uh, unfortunately, I think it's like anything in the in the world you know yeah you may have they they let you cross the finish line with your dignity but you know behind the scenes it's like you know we don't know what happened kathleen kenny can be like yo this dude's never gonna work in this town again like well he said he was still involved with the movie up until like it finished shooting he said even though like tony gilroy came in and took over and rewrote a bunch of stuff like he was still in the reshoots shooting like a bunch of stuff because obviously tony couldn't be like everywhere at once yeah so, so it who wasn't knows? Like they just kicked him off the project and told him to go home. Yeah, but like I said, man, you know, I just, I think those films had so much promise, and I, I, you know, it's just like I'm a fan. I like his work, you know, and I want, I want to see him do stuff, you know, and especially considering that you took two properties and and really gave them a remix kind of treatment that people hadn't really seen before, and then you know this movie comes out and is really in line with what what he does so i i just like him i like him as a as a director and a and a creator no pun intended um but i just don't know like i'm like is this is he going to get that opportunity um i know. i would say this movie reminds me a lot of elysium where it's like oh <laughs> oh is it better than elysium oh yeah yeah because yeah, elysium Elysium uh, it sucks. That movie, I, I've gone on record like that movie is terrible. I didn't. I don't yeah. feel that way about Creator. So Elysium, I, Elysium, um, like was a movie that I saw the trailer for, and I was like, oh, this is some dystopian future shit, and that is right up my damn alley. I want to see what the world. I like to see the world fucked up and how we are gonna survive it. Right. And um, like so to hear that this is better, it gave me like feels for like AI. Like that's what I saw in the trailer. I didn't yeah. watch the movie. Mm. I planned to. I I said to myself twice that I was gonna get in my car and go to the movies and watch it, and just didn't. But yeah. I don't know. I'm that makes me feel good about watching it. I don't even think it's in the theater anymore. Yeah, it's out least, already. I don't know. Yeah, when did y'all least, watch it? Uh, not this past weekend. The weekend yeah, before. Like two weeks ago. Yeah. 
It's not giving me the option to pick showtimes on IMDb. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, maybe I'll go see it this weekend. <laughs> Do it. You know, I, I, I recommend it's viewing. You know, it's it's in line with just mindless entertainment. I like Washington. I think Washington's really dope. I, I want to see him do more stuff. He, I know that he does sound like his dad you know, for obvious reasons, but there, he really sounds like his dad in this film too. Yeah, there yeah. are certain lines where I'm like, "Ooh, that's Denzel." Yeah, it's, he sounds like identical, identical. to it, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. So Damn. I love how Denzel won't say he's a good actor. <laughs> like your dad's an asshole. <laughs> I mean, I don't think John David Washington is like the next Denzel. I don't think that, but like yeah. there are way like you could do way worse casting than than John yeah. David. Like, don't do that boy like that. You know, you I I never really noticed that. Like, yeah, Denzel's not really hasn't gone on record really saying anything about his son. I guess uh, somebody has asked him. He was like. maybe he's trying to let him have his own shine you know like you know you get to be you without in the 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 light of your father or he just thinks he sucks i don't know like that anytime someone brings up his dad he brings up his mom and that he films things with his mom (laughs) i'm here for that too maybe they don't like each other maybe no i think they like each other fine he just he just wants people to know that his mom is talented also so i live for that yeah. Jesse, what did you think? Like, what did you walk away feeling? Um, like I enjoyed it for the most part, but I just feel like the whole take on AI, I was hoping for a little bit more with that because it felt like the clones from Star Wars. Like it's just a bunch of clones, like they didn't have as much weight to them and they were like super easy to kill and it was just a bunch of lasers missing. I'm like, if we're gonna do AI, and AI is supposed to be a lot better than human, I feel like there needs to be more of a threat. And I feel like I didn't get that with Yo, this. Yo, I did there was I did notice that. Cause I was with, I saw it with some friends and, and there's a scene where like, you know, the robots are trying to shoot at him and I'm like, yo, you're robots. Let's shoot him. (laughs) Why are you, why are you a bad shot? (laughs) Is it the, is it the law of laws of robotics? Oh no. Oh no. They could kill. Yeah. They kill. They, they, they can, they, they want to. They, I, they I think they miss. do. Yeah. They just, I mean, miss. I think, yeah. I think the metaphor is that the robots or the other like people are indistinguishable from humans. Um, yeah, like they try to humanize them a lot more. Yeah. Versus so trying like, to make a post human. But yeah, go ahead. Let me ask you this. I love Allison Janney. What did y'all think of her in the movie? I thought she was good as like a good I don't you have you I don't want to spoil it, but she is kind of like a antagonist uh, throughout the movie. Oh, okay. Which, who actually, is she? Okay, who? knowing that she's not a good guy, that's yeah. fine. Who who was she in the movie? Uh she's the um She's like the lieutenant or the captain who. Oh, like, okay, is, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know you talk about. It. It's interesting because um, going back to that Taylor Sheridan style of like showing you different people's perspectives. You know, like I, I thought they, I thought they did a good job with her because she has a perspective about the situation that she's in. You know, and they, they try to they, they make a college effort to kind of show you that like. You know, there's people on all kind of different sides of this war, you know, fighting for what they what they kind of believe in. So, what studio made this movie? I don't know. Probably twelve different animations played before it started. So, oh, <laughs> the reason I was asking is because I'm showing people that make me think it was Disney, but apparently not. Anything y'all looking forward to seeing? Napoleon. Really? 
Napoleon, huh? Yeah. That, okay. I'm just saying <laughs> you said that from your chest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just saying the tra- I keep seeing the trailer for it. I'm like, damn, that looks like it's gonna be good. Joaquin is that Phoenix? Is that like, that's Ridley Scott, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> Ridley has covered the entire span <laughs> of human history. Pretty much, <laughs> like, man. Yo, like, dang, yo, like if if you got an ancient story, go go holler at Ridley, man. I mean, and he's getting up there too in age. So to yeah. answer my own question, it's 20th century studio, so I'm not far off. Like that, yeah. that's basically Disney, yeah. <laughs> or will be soon. Yeah, yeah. If it, if it isn't already. I don't know what I'm waiting for. Um, I've really lost a sense of what's coming and going these days. So um, I don't know what's coming out. You know, I the holiday. I'm looking forward to a color purple, which sounds really weird to say, but like I think I'm looking forward to that. I'm interested too because just knowing that like all the producers, it seems like a lot of people are coming back from the original on like the producer side. So I think that'll be it'll be good. I, I want to see, I never, so I went to see the musical when it was off-Broadway, when it came here to Norfolk, and I, I did enjoy it. I was surprised that Cynthia Erivo is not playing Seely, but I actually wanted to go to New York because, like, we don't like New York, but I did want to go to New York to see it, the run that Fantasia did. So I'm excited to see that Fantasia is in this version of it, and I love Danielle Brooks, and I love Halle Bailey, so I'm really excited to see like what they did with this property and how it turns out. I love Coleman Domingo. I just I'm here for it. Oh, that's dope. Coleman's in. Mm-hmm. He like plays Mister. I like Coleman Domingo. Yeah. What about you, Martin? Anything you're looking forward to? Um, Dune. Dune was like the biggest thing I was looking forward to. Uh, yeah, it got pushed back. Out. Yeah, it got pushed back. Boo. That's yeah. That sucks. But it looks like the writer's strike, well, the writer's strike is kind of ended, but the uh, SAG strike is should be ended soon. So hopefully. I mean, they worked out. They worked out. Because I was trying to, remember we talked about um, the streaming numbers and like how making them public would tank their yeah. stock. <laughs> so yeah. um, that and that's the reason they don't want to disclose them. And lots of people were acting like that was corporate greed. And I'm like, no, that's a real concern because if it tanks their socks, then like everybody's screwed, the actors included. So you can't like you can't cut off your nose and spite your face. So uh, being that they came up with like NDAs where the union could know the numbers and only the union, I think that they probably can figure out a similar situation with the the um with SAG. So well, I didn't know the union was going to know the numbers. I thought it was like, if you're on a hit show, you get a bonus or something. Uh, like, like say a show like, obviously, One Piece was kind of a hit. Like, those actors or those writers would get, like, a bonus. Um, so, yeah, they have a bo- they have a bonus structure for streaming, but the bonus structure for streaming is based on streams. So, in order for yeah. them to know that they're getting an accurate bonus, the union has to um, get the, the streaming numbers. Cause I mean, oh, they can okay. just, they can tell you, like they, they can tell you whatever they want to tell you if they're not, give, if nobody had, can check the yeah, numbers. That's true. Yeah. So that from, that was my understanding from what was reported that the union will be made aware of, of streaming numbers, but it will not be public knowledge and the union cannot share this information. So that if they work that out with the writers, I think they'll work something out with the actors, but I don't know if the actors will. I don't I don't know what they're going to do for them or if they'll accept like whatever. I'm looking forward to Dune also. Um I don't really know. I'm looking forward to that show Monarch and whatever else is coming out. I'm going to watch Fall of the House of Usher tonight. 
Yeah. I'm watching Gen V right now, so I'm definitely looking forward yeah. to the boys coming back. If oh, yeah. It's oh, yeah. it's on brand. If 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 you like the boys, you'll like it. You know, it it just moves the story along. So I uh It's a prequel? I, no, or it's like an adjacent no. property. Adjacent. It's adjacent, yeah. So if I watch the first season of The Boys, can I watch this and know what's going on? If you watch only the first season, yeah. That's all I've watched. Yeah, you'll, yeah, yeah so yeah, far, yeah. Gen V just references the characters that you've seen, but it doesn't really ref, it doesn't really reference any plot points. Yeah. Well, so there, there's one plot point, like at the end of the season, one of the boys you learn, I think that, uh, that, uh, vault has been like injecting babies or yeah. parents have getting their kids to inject babies with uh, V so they could turn out to be superheroes. Oh. I think at the end of season three or in the season two, yeah. like, the entire world knows about it. So yeah, because that's, that's, yeah, that's when kids, yeah. That's when Butcher had the babies. Yeah. <laughs> when Butcher had the babies doing this with the laser eyes and shit. Like, so <laughs> the the society pretty much thinks that like, oh, these uh, su- these su- superheroes are people that are just like blessed with these powers. But this is in like a post like world where they know that like it's all like a corporate. It's man made. Yeah. So I, I did yeah. I did get far enough to know that like the superhero situation was not like random that the, yeah. that it was like influenced by like man, like man made things. But... Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't remember that until you just said it. I'm terrible because all my other nerd friends are like, watch the boys. And I'm like, that's cute for you. I like, um, the only thing I, I, I actually like that the boys actually has some really funny moments in it, you know, throughout the seasons. And so far, Gen V isn't really that funny. Uh, but, you know, it's on brand. It does. It does what it needs to do. So I, I like I said, I think if you like if you like it, you'll. You'll watch it. Yeah, You'll I like the it. characters. I think Cricket's probably my favorite character so far. Yeah. I um I, I won't talk on them long, but I I uh, I rap Righteous Gemstones. That was uh, you know, speaking of comedy, that was pretty funny. So if you uh if you like Righteous Gemstones, ep, you know, season three was right on brand for what for what they do. So and then uh Well, I have yeah. one last question. Mm-hmm. Jesse, what do we need to watch to get you to come back again? <laughs> watch Nowhere. Nowhere. It's on Netflix. It's uh trending. I think it's like top four. That's the one with the pregnant lady who's trapped in a shipping container out at sea. Never heard of this, but I will watch it. Cool. And we can come back and do this again. Cool. It's cool. all good. Even though you hate it on Reptile, I enjoyed Reptile. I did not say that it was like Oscar worthy, but it was like solid, like mystery that they misdirected us a couple times. But oh, yeah, didn't know that it was based on real people. The the twist is that ended in real life differently than it ended in the movie. But <laughs> but like if I was those people, I would, would you, do the fuck would out you, of Netflix. Would you call it a good film? Like for Netflix, yeah, I'd yeah. say like in terms of like Netflix movies, it's a pretty yeah. good film. Like. I wouldn't have been if I had gone to see this in the theater. I wouldn't have been mad at it. Is it is it seven? No, but like it's good. It's good enough. Okay, because you know Benicio tends to deliver, and and then there's everybody else. So yeah, yeah. I mean his acting is great. But... <laughs> no, his acting in the movie is good. I mean Justin Timberlake's not an awful actor. Like, I know, I know. He, he did Justin's on my list too of people that I think it's a bad rep. I I think Justin's not a bad actor. No, Justin's yeah. not a bad actor. Um. It wasn't like people didn't have like the heavy lift is on is on Benicio, but like I wasn't mad at everyone else. I was like, oh okay, 
I got vibes of this movie though. The the Denzel and Rami Malek. It has it, it has a similar feeling. It's well, not I, oh, it's I not like as that. absurd. Okay, yeah, because that movie was just ridiculous. So no, it and wasn't. Jared, and Jared Leto being the same Jared Leto he's been for the last. 10 years. <laughs> no, I would I would give it I would give it two notches above that. Okay, good. So like I, you watched that, but you weren't mad you watched it. You were just kind of like disappointed it wasn't what you wanted it to be, but you weren't mad you watched it. Yeah, yeah. This was cool. I like I liked Alicia Silverstone in this too. I thought she was cute. I was wondering why. I guess on IMDb, she you know she her star points moved up in the rankings. I was like, what did she do? <laughs> like I haven't heard that name in a long time, and then I, I realized seen her she, in a while. She, yeah, and then I realized she's on Reptile. So. It was funny when me and my boyfriend were watching. He was like, who is she? I was like, that's his wife. He was like, no, the, the girl, the girl. And I was like, oh, that's Alicia Silverstone. He was like, that is her. <laughs> oh, wow. I was like, yeah. I tried watching The Babysitter the other night, and I was like, holy shit, this is where Alicia Silverstone and Jeremy London went to die. Uh. <laughs> well, I think that's going to do it for this episode of The Q. Well, thank you, Jesse, for coming back to your, to your podcast. <laughs> You're um, welcome. Appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we miss you here. I miss um, you, Pray too. Loving. You know, well, you... Tell the people where they can find you. You can find me at JT Vision on Instagram, and you can find my work on visionline.tv, and that's vision with a Z, because I don't spell things correctly. Do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find us on social, um, on Instagram and Facebook at Kind of Movie Critics, and Twitter's still a hater. I refuse to call it X. Uh, you can find us there at Kind of Movie Critics. <laughs> and just remember, we call ourselves Kind of Movie Critics, because we kind of are, we're kind of not. We're just a bunch of people who like to watch movies. This has been an On Ear Network production.